0: Jesus House, in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House, London. God bless you. Our Father and our God tonight, there is a latent excitement in our spirit. As we come before you tonight and we pray, O Lord, that the Holy Spirit takes absolute control. We've prayed this before, but tonight, my Father, we sense tonight is a destiny-turning night. And therefore, we ask, Holy Spirit, take absolute control. Let the flesh have no place. Father, let your word do what you have planned it to do. Father Almighty God, comfort, exhort, edify. Open your word to us tonight. Change our lives for the better. We trust you, my Father. We honor and we glorify you. We pray, Father Almighty God, before we begin, that if there's anybody believing you for a miracle, we join our faith with them. We ask, Father Almighty God, through your healing touch, that you do beyond their wildest dreams. We thank you for tonight, Lord. We honestly thank you. In Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, as we come into tonight, I I'm quite excited. And I, I think I've been excited for a few days. And there's there's a reason. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as we have continue our conversation about how God brings the new into the world. And how God takes us as a church, as a family, and as you, as a person, into the new season. And I am so convinced that God is about to take you into a brand new season of your life. He's going to do something beyond your wildest dreams. Um, I'm very excited about that. So we come to tonight's topic. And tonight's topic, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's topic is this. And I'll just, we'll start with the topic and then we will go into the word. And it's this, God will birth the new in your life when you find yourself alone with him. And many times when we are alone, we panic. We are relatively distressed. Sometimes we find ourselves walking a path that others are not on, that's okay. But when you find yourself alone, many times, ladies and gentlemen, as we will see tonight, that that is when the Lord will turn the seasons of your life in such a way that the rest of your life actually makes history. And tonight we are coming to a loving, kind, generous God, and so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our first scripture is, before we go into our study scripture, please turn in your Bible to Jeremiah 29. And we're going to read from verses 11 to verse 13. So Jeremiah 29, and we're going to read from verse 11 to verse 13 and ladies and gentlemen there's a reason we're reading this first and 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 please as we go through the scriptures we we will realize and the bible says the following for i know this is the lord speaking of israel at that particular point in time but it is also applicable to you and i and the bible says for i know the thoughts that i think toward you saith the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. The Bible then says, "Then shall ye call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart." And, ladies and gentlemen, I I, I want you to keep this in mind. The Lord says. My plans for you are for good and not evil, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the Lord works with you and I, as he interacts with us in his relationship with us, we can be rest assured that God's intention for us is good um please turn also in your bible let's look at two other scriptures just to wrap this this up the what i'm sharing now is not in my notes so i know that this is the just the holy ghost please turn in your bible to the book of proverbs chapter 23 verses 17 and we will read to verse 18 the bible says let not thine heart envy sinners but be thou in the fear of the lord all the day long for surely there is an end and thine expect expectation shall not be cut off. Remember the first scripture we read. The Bible says it's the plans of the Lord are to give you an expected end. That means God will share with you this is the outcome of your life. He will give you a picture, a vision, a word, a promise. The Bible also says that your expectation shall not be cut off. That means when God gives you a picture of an end, when God says, this is what I will do for you, I want you to be reassured that it is the will and intention of God, and he has made absolute provision for what he has promised you to come to pass. Please keep that in mind. The last scripture we want to use in this particular um, introduction, please come with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 14. Um, And I'm going to read from verse 24. And then, yes, I'll read verse 24. This is just verse 24. The Bible says, the Lord of hosts has sworn saying surely as i have thought so shall it come to pass and as i have purposed so shall it stand so ladies and gentlemen as we begin tonight's discussion the bible says god's plans for you and his thoughts that means the way he has pictured your future the way he has planned out your journey the bible says in two places that they will without fail come to pass the bible says the thoughts of god will come to pass and no one is going to stop it as god has purposed so shall it stand As God has determined concerning you, so shall it stand. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we come before the Lord tonight to look at tonight's topic, let's settle something up front. And it's this. If God makes you a promise, the road he may lead you down may be unusual, but he says, trust me. Trust me in that. The thoughts I have towards you will definitely come to pass. And the expectation that I have laid on your heart, he says that your expectation shall not be cut off. That means what God promised you will come to pass. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we come, as we look at this subject of stepping into the new, and as we look at tonight's subject, I want you to realize that as you are walking with God, you have a cast iron assurance that God in his infinite kindness is determined to bring to pass what he has promised you. And so ladies and gentlemen, whoever I'm speaking to, please do not give up. Do not give up. But let's look at what the Lord wants to say tonight. And so just please hold on to that. Don't give up. Do not give up. God is going to come through on your behalf. I'm I'm totally confident of that. Now, the Bible also says, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible, so we're going to go on to, into our, our subject matter tonight, and that is when you find yourself alone, when you find yourself walking with the Lord alone many times that is when God will birth cause to become a reality the new in your life he will make it happen and so ladies and gentlemen please keep this in mind and so as scripture for tonight uh, which we are going to study in detail please rem- please keep this in mind as scripture for tonight, which we are going to study in detail, is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 32. We're going to look at about four or five examples to drive home this point that when you find yourself walking with the Lord alone, or you find yourself separated from pretty much everybody else, one way or another, either physically or by choice or by journey or whatsoever the situation may be, please hear me well. The Lord is about to turn your life around. And sometimes he requires a separation. So what I also want to reassure you is, that's why he said what he said at the beginning, the end of the journey is not in doubt. So as you walk the path with him, the one thing that is not in question is the outcome of what god has promised you so ladies and gentlemen let's dive into tonight's Uh, let's have a look and so we're going to read from genesis chapter 32 and i'm going to read from the amplified classic version of the bible um so i'm going to read from verses 24 and we're going to stop at verse 31 that's going to be our foundation study tonight we'll go to other places but this is our foundation And the Bible says the following. And now, for those of you that don't know the story, Jacob is is returning to Israel. He has heard that his brother is coming to meet him with 400, um, 400 soldiers. His brother, when he left, when he left his brother the last time, his brother was saying that, let my father die and I will kill Jacob. Jacob is now returning to Israel. He now has a whole family, a whole host, and he has sent gifts to his brother He has separated his family. He has put um, his family into groups so that if one gets attacked, one can escape. But then, and they all go over the brook. They all go over into, um, to go into Cana where he was going to meet up with his brother. But then this is the statement that the Bible starts with. Verse 24. Now, for those of you that know Joseph, not know Jacob, Jacob is a deal maker. he That's how he functions. And this is what the Bible says of Jacob. And the Bible says in verse 24, And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the hollow of his thigh And Jacob's thigh was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing upon me. The man asked him, What is your name? And in shock of realization, whispering, he said Jacob, supplanter, schemer, trickster, swindler. And he said, Your name shall be no shall be called no more Jacob, supplanter, but Israel, contender with God, for you have contended and have power with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, tell me, I pray. I pray you, what in contrast is your name? But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And the angel of God declared a blessing on Jacob there. and Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, the face of God, saying, for I have seen God face to face and my life is spared and not snatched away as he passed penuel peniel the sun rose upon him and he was limping because of his thigh and so ladies and gentlemen let's go through let's go through this scripture together and let's see what this interaction does and how god literally changes jacob's life remember the principle The Lord will birth the new when you find yourself alone with him. And the Lord will orchestrate it. So the first thing we realize is Jacob was left alone. And the Bible says, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. So ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we, not sometimes, what we realize is, God wanted Jacob's attention. So he said, listen, a change is necessary. You cannot continue on this path alone. So the Lord said, listen, I need you to realize what you are fighting against. And the Bible says, God wrestled with Jacob. Now, when you say God wrestled, that means it was like, listen, you can't go any further the way you're going about it. What is about to happen next requires a new expression of your life. And the Bible says when God wrestles with a man, that means when God literally pulls you into his presence, and he wants you to understand something that he understands, he will many times silence all other distractions. And he did this for Jacob. No family, no one to deal with, no one to, to, he literally was face to face with God. Now notice, God did not wrestle with him to harm him. God wrestled with him to reveal something to him. And ladies and gentlemen, the difference between success and failure many times in our lives is where God reveals this is what is about to happen. This is what I want you to understand. But most of all, this is where I want you to change. And the Bible says, God said, I will tonight, this for him, the example is, you have to realize this is the situation. And this is what I want to present to you, ladies and gentlemen. Some of you may find yourself in a situation where you are alone. The Bible's advice in those situations Come with me to, we're coming back to Jacob's story. We're coming back to Jacob's story. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse three. And I'll read it, actually, I'll read it in the Amplified. I will come back to Genesis 32. Jeremiah 33, verse three. Um, I will read from two for context. Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Verse three, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things fenced in and hidden which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of and understand. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord's desire is to reveal to you his plans and his purposes. But more than that, when God reveals himself to you, you and I, are then changed to become like him. Now, let's go back to, let's go back to, come with me please, to back to Genesis 32 for the moment. And this is what, notice, the, this is a graphic example of the lord trying to show a man this is what you're fighting against and if you don't change and change at the deepest level you can't go forward so let's see what happens and then we will go to a couple of other scriptures before we go to other examples The Bible says, and when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the hollow of his thigh and Jacob's thigh was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. And then the Bible says, then he said, let me go for the day's breaking. So Jacob is, I mean, he's stubborn. He's, 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 his faith and confidence in God is just radical, but he is set in his ways and he doesn't realize that he is contending against an invisible challenge wrapped up in his name. And so he doesn't realize, but God's saying that, no, I want to give you what you require so that tomorrow is different. The Bible then says, then he said, uh, verse 26, then he said, let me go for the day's breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing upon me. So Jacob knew something was wrong. He said, listen, I'm not backing down. Something has to change. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but you have to bless me. You have to give me something that will give me an edge because I've literally struggled all my life verse 27 then the man asked him what is your name now this is this is how revelation works the man asked him what is your name and the bible says and in shock of realization whispering he said jacob supplanter schemer trickster and swindler meaning he had been fighting an invisible battle with the name they had called him and that had shaped his journey and he was battling against it and the lord said i need to change things for you i need to shift things for you i need to take you into the next season of your life But Jacob was so used to cutting deals. He was so used to working in his name. He was a dealer, a schemer. He was used to working in his own strength. And the Lord said, no, I need you to come onto my side of the line so you can work in my strength. And the angel had literally battled with him the whole night now many times you may say oh but that if it was me i would have turned around really quickly No, think about it and we're going to look at one of the scriptures that talks about it in a moment that's not the case jacob was used to functioning like this so for him to change was a challenge and so the Bible says, this is what the angel says. And the angel says, your name shall be called no more Jacob, supplanter, but Israel, contender with God, for you have contended and have power with God and with men and have prevailed. So when you contend with God, And we're going to look at that in a moment. When you contend with God, the Bible says what you have been holding on for, what you have been holding on to, the Bible says you are now victorious and we're changing your name. That means you're now not walking in a curse or a challenge. You are now walking in a blessing or the ability of the living God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, um, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to to keep that in mind. I, if you have a question, please put it into the chat, and I'll I'll pick it up um, as as we go along. So, if you have a question, I do see that hand raised. But if you have a question, please type it into the chat, and then we'll go from there. And then the Bible says, and God blessed him, and the angel of the Lord blessed him there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for you and I, if we find ourselves struggling in the same way, the Lord will do two things. One, sometimes he will draw you to himself, remove all distractions, so it is just you and him, so he can give birth on your inside to the new that he needs you to step into. And that's what I want you to keep in mind. I want you to keep in mind, please, that this is is an example of what what God said is that, listen, I want to take you into the new and I'm going to literally create the circumstances so I have your attention. So, that I can change things for you and then move forward. Ladies and gentlemen, let's see. Now, when when we say, what I want you to realize is, notice what the angel said to um, Jacob. He said, for you have contended with God and you have prevailed. Before we jump onto that, please keep that in mind. Let's see how God changes a person. Turn with me, please. Because from that night forward, Jacob's life changes. As you read his story, you realize he walks in a grace and a favor. It's like his life was in two parts. Turning your Bibles, please, to the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 when god wants to change your life he will invariably do it through his word but sometimes when and we'll come to that when he really needs to go deep he'll draw you to himself so this is a one-on-one conversation and we'll look at that in a moment Hebrews 4 verse 12 this is how God changes and then this also explains why it was so difficult for Jacob to change and I know for a fact that as I'm speaking to you the Lord will be revealing things to you that listen I've been trying to get your attention I've been trying to show you another way I've been trying to point you in another direction so Hebrews 4:12. For the word that God speaks, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic version, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart so ladies and gentlemen let's understand something the bible says that there is a time where God wants to change you that he must go to the very core of your being the things that we have learned the things that we have done for years the things that we have that we have seen work because of what we have gone through the things that have become natural to us and the lord says i need to move you into the new The Bible says he will send his word into your life and it will literally separate, giving God the ability to pour his word into your spirit. Then it will become a part of your words, your thoughts and your actions. And by virtue of revelation, your life then changes. That means you see things differently. It's literally like God turning a light on. Come with me, please. And so what I wanted you to realize is when God's doing this, when God is working this deeply in you, many times, ladies and gentlemen, he will ensure that you are on your own. Not on your own as in helpless, but that this is personal. This is one-on-one. And I'm doing this because I love you. So let's understand. So let's see what we're talking about. Let's look at two scriptures so we understand what the word of God does. So we know that this is not God being cruel to you. Turning your Bibles, and I'll read this from the King James version of the Bible. um, John chapter 8, verse 32 john 8 verse 32 speaking about the word of god because when we feel that all oh, the word of god is alive and, it, and it's you know it pierces to the dividing asunder and so on it sounds terrifying this is what jesus said he's saying exactly the same thing and he said and you let me read from 31 for context the bible says then said jesus to those jews which believed on him if you continue in my word Then are ye my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. Now, listen very carefully. And the truth shall make you free. The truth will make you free. So when the Bible says make, let me explain what I mean there. In some Bibles you find that the Bible says set, which is absolutely accurate, but the word used in Greek speaks of a complete, a literally complete transformation. Think of somebody that's been let out of prison. A person in prison has learned the habits and the weights and the behaviors of somebody in jail. When they were, let's say, when they are released after a while, you'll notice those habits are still theirs. So they may wake up at the same time, they may eat very quickly, they may go to sleep at the same time, and so on and so forth. These are habits they've built. Now, for that person to be free of the prison experience, then there must be a process of rehabilitation whereby they realize, I don't have to wake up at this time. I'm now free. I can wake up. At this time, I can eat my food slower. Nobody's going to put me back in jail. I'm now a free man. I can go to work. I can enjoy my family and so on. So that process of rehabilitation, ladies and gentlemen, the release is where we say set. The rehabilitation is where the Bible says he will make you free. And when the Bible says make you free, it means God will conform you to himself. So that you are beginning to live, walk, talk, and experience things as he lives, walks, and talks, and experiences things. Now, the, the, the second scripture that I wanted to, to point out there, so that we understand what the word of God is doing. Notice, when the Lord wants to birth the new in you, he will always pour his word into your life. Please keep this in mind. And then the Bible says, so let's go, come with me, please, ladies and gentlemen, to Psalms 19. And we're going to pick up the, the, the Psalm from verse 7. Listen to, listen to, I'll just read, yes, verses 7, and we will stop at verse 9. The Bible says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. So ladies and gentlemen, what we realize as we read this verse When God wants to change you and he draws you to himself, he will pour his word. He will reveal his word to you. And the word will change you at a level that is literally the the deepest level that you can have. So the change that God is about to bring to pass in your life will literally Control everything about you. For Jacob, it was his name. And Jacob realized this is what I have been struggling with all my life. And this was not my fault. I didn't name myself. And the Bible says God changes his life and the second phase of his life begins. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in the very same way, in this particular season, I sense in my heart that the Lord is literally isolating some of us, not for evil, but he's isolating you because what he wants to tell you is so personal and he wants to make such a fundamental change in your life that he really needs your attention. So he will quiet everything else around you so that things around you will change now that being said so now we know that the outcome is set now we know that god does not mean you any harm when he isolates you now we know that god does not mean you that when god wants to change you he will definitely use his word let's have a look at some examples of people who found themselves alone so that you can understand how God changes your life when he causes you to walk with him and you find yourself it's just you and God whether that be by choice or by circumstance or by location so ladies and gentlemen come with me please so let's have a look at a few examples turn with me to Genesis chapter 13 Genesis chapter 13. And we're going to read from 14 to 18. And I'm going to read, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going to read from 14. I'm going to read it in the King James Version of the Bible. The story that we're going to pick up on is the story between Abraham and Lot. The Bible says that, you know, they went on, they were going great. Um, lot went with abraham um he's his fa- um, his brother's son his father's um his father's son's son so he's abraham's nephew they go together but they both begin to prosper as they begin to prosper they realize listen we have so much cattle; the land cannot carry us together so abraham gives lot a choice he says listen if you go to the left I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Lot, the Bible says, Lot lifted up. I'm reading from verse, verse 10, just to paraphrase. I'm not going to read it in detail. The Bible says, Lot lifts his eyes up and he looks at all the plain of Jordan, which is where Sodom and Gomorrah was. And it was beautiful. It was just like the land of Egypt. It was literally, the place looked like the garden of the Lord. It was special. And Lot said, I'll take that because it looked and he chose by sight and he chooses that land leaving abraham with desert listen to verse 14 and we'll read from 14 to 18 and the lord said unto abraham after that lot was separated from him Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. And Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Notice the Lord wanted to give Abraham the next set of instructions, but he said, you know what? I can't give you what I want to give you until I get you alone. And so, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes, and this is this is something that I want you to realize, the cost of tomorrow, the price that God sometimes asks you to pay is letting go of yesterday. Whatsoever that may be. Um, so I want you to please keep that in mind. That's what God wants to keep, wants you to remember. That, listen, sometimes I need to separate you from those who are not meant to go with you all the journey. Not that they've done anything wrong. Not that not that they've done anything evil. But no, it's just that I need to take you into tomorrow. And so God gives um, Abram, he gives him the instructions after Lot has been separated from him. So we realize God wanted to give Abraham the new. So what happened? Lot and Abraham, they friction came that forced them to separate and God blessed them both. He never forgot Lot, but he moved Abraham forward because his key, the keys of his future depended on it okay that's so please keep that one in mind and so what i want you to realize is ladies and gentlemen there's some things about yesterday you cannot hold on to the way you did things yesterday the way god performed in your life the miracles of yesterday there has to come a point where the lord says let us do something new Remember what Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19 says. He said, "Do not remember the things of old." He said, "Focus on what's ahead of you." And he said, "That's he said, remember not the things, let me actually read it. Isaiah 43 verses 18. Remember ye not the former things?" And neither consider the things of old. And this is what I want you to remember. Sometimes the Lord says, listen, I'm doing a new thing. You can't carry the old with you. When God isolates you, notice he does it as a loving, kind father. Loving, kind father. He's not out to break you, he's out to build you. Let's have a look at um, a couple more. So, yes, turn in your Bible please, ladies and gentlemen, to Joshua chapter five, verses 13 to 15. Same thing happens to Joshua. And then we'll find a few more. Same thing happens to Joshua. Joshua 5, 13 to 14. Joshua has taken the children of Israel. They've started their journey into the promised land. They're they're coming up to their first obstacle. They've crossed over. They've been circumcised. Yesterday has been wiped away the reproach of yesterday has been rolled away so they've all been they've all been circumcised the covenant has been reestablished and listen to verses 13 to 15 and the bible says and it came to pass when joshua was by jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, that's the person he was speaking to, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Ladies and gentlemen, Joshua is walking in remarkable promises. Remarkable promises. And what I want you to understand is he is walking in remarkable promises yet the lord needs to move him from one phase into the other and he ensures that joshua is alone so joshua has a personal experience with god that changes his life the way that he gets things done and so ladies and gentlemen what i want you to realize This is what the Lord is doing for many of us as he's taking us into the new. As you've held on to the Lord, as you've held on to who he is, what he is, how he functions, and you found yourself walking a path alone, it is the Lord that is about to reshape your future. And he's called you to himself so he can tell you something that only you and he will know. So he can speak directly to your heart. Please keep that in mind. So as we, let's, I mean, let's go, there are others, but I'm going to go, yeah please turn in your bibles to first samuel 22 and we're going to look at verses one to two this is the turning point of david's life first samuel 22 verses one to two and the bible says the following david has saul has set his stall out wants to kill david david has had to leave israel and he's left he goes to the cave of Adullam, and he goes alone. No soldiers, nobody with him. He's by himself. And the Bible says, from verse one, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Verse two, and everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain over them and there were with him about 400 men ladies and gentlemen as the lord wants to change david's seasons he causes him to go to the cave alone why because he's about to bring into his life a whole new set of people with some of the worst qualifications you can imagine. But as David becomes their captain, that which was on David rests on those 400. And those 400 misfits turn the kingdom over to David. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to realize, and and actually I, I, I have to pause. Um, I need to pull up a, a note while I'm talking to you. And this is what um, I'm just looking for. Hold on. If you just give me a moment, the Lord won't let me. Yes. Got it. Thank you, Jesus. All right. David comes and his life is about to change. And the Lord causes him to walk alone. In the very same way, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of us have found ourselves alone and we wonder, is this God? What have I done wrong? Why me? It is because God is about to change your seasons so radically that this is something that only you and he can do. And David's seasons change. These 400 men come, David literally becomes their captain. And those 400 of the most unlikely people become the foundation of the new that comes into David's life. Last one we want to look at before we close this out, please turn with me. In two places, you find Jesus Christ was left alone two key places turn with me please to matthew chapter 3 verse 16 matthew 3 verse 16 and the reason I'm, I'm comfortable about this is if if it happened to jesus and jesus is our example when it happens to us we can expect the same um results i'll read from matthew 3 verse 16 and the bible says and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Let's read to verse chapter four, verse one. The Bible then says, then was jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and verses one to eleven kick in and it's an example of spiritual warfare but what i want you to realize is notice as jesus's seasons changed as he stepped from a season of preparation into a season of performance the bible says he starts it alone and then god shapes the rest of his future now come with me please ladies and gentlemen to the next major change in jesus's life where he is about to leave the earth luke 22 verse 41 luke 22 verse 41 and he's about to go into the toughest season of his life. Everything is about to change. Everything is about to change radically. Listen to what happens. And the Bible says from verse 41, he had people around him. He had these disciples. He separated the three most important ones. He asked them, come with him. They get to the place where he's praying in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, you people stay here. And the Bible says, he withdraws from them about a stone throw, which is so far away that they can't really hear what he's saying. And the Bible says, verse 41, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done now ladies and gentlemen if you read on from verse 43 the bible says and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven strengthening him and being in agony he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling to the ground and so ladies and gentlemen you realize jesus finds himself alone there are people around him but now he, it, this is between him and his father. He finds himself alone and the Lord changes his seasons and the rest, they say, is history. And so what I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, journey into the new, there will be seasons when the Lord will cause you to walk with him alone. Do not panic. There's something that I want you to notice as we close out tonight. There's something that the angel said to Jacob in Genesis 32. And I'll go back there because I want us to just grab that. I actually grab a couple of things from there. Genesis 32. And the Bible says in verse 28, and he said, your name shall no shall be called no more Jacob, supplanter, but Israel, contender with God, for you have contended and have power with God and with men and have prevailed. So the question, ladies and gentlemen, is this. I want you to understand something about contention. When you are contending for the things of God, how do we do it? And it's very interesting. The way we contend for the things of god is sacrificial obedience to the will and intention of the lord when you do so when you are willing to obey god at all costs the bible says that is how you contend for what god has placed in your life see contention if you think about it for a nation in if you're contending for a nation or you're contending for a dream you're contending for a hope you're contending for something that you want god to do listen to me very carefully the foundation contention is done or carried out when you sacrificially obey the will and intention of God, and that is what changes everything. The Bible says to Jacob that you have contended with God. That means you've held on to your relationship with God. You've held on to what God said. You have held on and said, I am not moving. God, if you say this is what you want me to do, across the line of life and death, I'm going to trust you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you contend for the things of God. And as you do so, many times you will find yourself alone and the results will be miraculous our last scripture for tonight ladies and gentlemen is psalm 23 psalm 23 and i will start from the bible i'll read it very quickly the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside still waters that's fine then the bible says he restoreth my soul that's all good but this is the key verse He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. That word leadeth is the word that represents where somebody sends someone else as either a prisoner or a colonist in that this journey or a missionary, this journey, as you go on this journey, there's no coming back. And the Lord says, I will lead you in paths of righteousness for my name's sake. This is a personal thing. That means the Lord will sow you and place you in situations and circumstances where he wants to glorify his name. Listen to verses four to six. And I know I'm speaking to someone. The Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Listen very carefully. Notice, every situation that the psalmist now goes through without the advent of the miraculous, the psalmist is going to be wiped out. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me well. As God leads you into the new, as you walk with him side by side, hand in hand, but you find yourself walking into new territory and you may be walking alone, the miraculous will become normal. The presence of God will make the difference. God will demonstrate that he's gone before you. The ability of God will be excessive for you. The goodness and the mercy of God, where God makes things happen because he is God and nobody else is, will become your story. So please hear me well. As you contend for the things of God, as you hold on to God for the new, He will show up and your expectation will not fall to the ground. Ladies and gentlemen, I really wish you the very, very best. I pray that if you are believing God for a miracle, that God grants it to you. I also pray that the Lord takes you from where you are into the new. And if you are by, if you find yourself alone, the difference is this. God is with you and that ladies and gentlemen will make all the difference have a wonderful wonderful evening may god bless you have a wonderful week god bless you ladies and gentlemen